my property richer Everybody love her We done came up I'm a sparking off unorthodox They don't feel the name but they say the music dope dope Everybody love her We done came up I'm a sparking off unorthodox On the regular Hey everybody, welcome to the BA Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake, episode 120. We are here to discuss the divisional round and review it. Jake, how's it going? Happy Tuesday. You know, it's going great over here. Uh, it's it's January. It's time for us to carry this year. That's what we're going to do. But yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about today's episode. Um, we had four... Eh, games this past Saturday and Sunday. Two I thought they were really good. Uh, one I thought that was bad, and another one I thought was indifferent about. But I'm excited to talk about this and get ready for the NFC Championship and AFC Championship games this coming Sunday. Great time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. Um, championship Sunday is upon us, and it's coming soon. Pause. Uh, well, but let's review the games that we... Uh, the divisional games first, starting off with the Rams versus the Packers, in which the Packers absolutely routed the Rams in a victory to thirty-two to eighteen. Um, the Packers look good. Um, really, I mean, one thing I must say here is that shout out to Devontae Adams for the first game, first TD of the game. Um, big shouts out to him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 23-36, yards, two TDs. Aaron Jones had a touchdown. Rodgers also ran in for a touchdown. Um, Alan Lazard had a big catch for a TD, 58 yards, and Devontae Adams, like I said, also had a touchdown uh, this game. Um, really, the only thing I have here is that Rodgers kind of looked good, and then, you know, kind of allude to what we were talking about before is that, you know, you can have a really good defense, which the Rams did, the number one defense in the league, but in times now, offenses are just going to be so much more better than a defense is going to be. Jake, do you agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. Uh, we did talk about this last episode where I said that, or maybe not last episode, but two episodes at least ago, where I talked about how you know it's always good to have a great defense, but it's kind of turning in which that now you need to have a great offense to win championships. We saw that last year with the 49ers, which you know kind of sucked, but they just had the best defense. Uh, the Chiefs. Didn't have a great defense, but they had an incredible offense that was better than the Niners. And that incredible offense is a little bit better than the great defense the Niners had. And that's going to show up in this, you know, in these championship games as well. That whoever has the best offense um, is most likely going to win the game. Uh, and the NFC, which we'll get to, actually, we'll get to that later. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying that right now, offenses are more, a greater offense is better than a greater defense if you want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you could obviously tell by this game uh, that the Packers had a way better offense than their defense because you look at Jared Goff in this game, he only missed six throws out of the 27 that he threw. Obviously, for only 174 yards and a touchdown, but but yeah, also they gave up you know 90 yards to Cam Akers and a touchdown. But like I was saying before, I mean, 
Your offense can be somewhat mediocre. I mean, not that, not that, uh, actually, the, every single team in the playoffs now, I'm pretty sure I saw the stat. I forget where. Uh, there, there were no bottom-tier defenses in the playoffs, in, in the divisional round. All were, you know, middle, top 15 defense. I think the thing was none of them were below 12. So, I mean, the defense were still good, but obviously not as good as you think, aside that from the Rams, who are now out, it just goes to show that the offenses in this league are just so much way better, are just so much better than the defenses that we see nowadays. So, I mean, that's really, I mean, the Rams, I mean, fuck LA, to be honest. The, the Packers won, so. Yeah, it, it is, it, it, we're not saying that it's not important to have a great defense, but your offense has to be at the same or above your defense in order you want to win. But if you have a good enough defense, you're going to be in many games. As you said, there's not any like bottom-tier teams defensively still alive, which is usually which is what usually happens in them in most cases. I'm not sure what the Chiefs were last year, um, but I don't think they were a bottom-10 defense in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, I mean, offices are now ruling the day in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to um, a pretty low-scoring game in the AFC. It was it was the Bills versus the Ravens. Uh, the Bills taking the game seventeen to three. Obviously, the Bills. I think what in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, third quarter. I can't remember when Lamar Jackson got hurt. Uh, he was put in concussion protocol. Um, feels bad, but you know, I, I was kind of impressed with the backup Huntley. Uh, what about you? Yeah, yeah, he had. I think it was like it was. So before that, it was ten to three. Bills, Ravens are driving. Lamar Jackson throws a pick six, hundred and one yards, to make it seventeen to three. Massive think, feels bad. Yeah, then I think in the fourth quarter, he got the concussion. So they put this Huntley guy in from uh, I believe Utah, and he ha- he played as good as you can expect for someone in that situation. Um, he did. He should have had a touchdown pass to Marquise Hollywood. Bo- Marquise Hollywood Brown in the fourth quarter, but I think I'm still not sure if it was a if it was a wide receiver issue there or a quarterback throw issue, but I think it was a, it was a great throw. It's to the sideline only to where the wide receiver can get it, but I think Brown wasn't looking that way. But if he if he catches that pass, it was a great route by him. If he catches it or if it's on target more, um, that's a touchdown. And he, you know, he's drive, he drives him down the field again later on in the fourth quarter, but just couldn't get it done there. Um, but, yeah, he played well, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think he played really well. I mean, obviously, like you said, I 100% agree that um, he played as well as you could expect from a backup, right? A backup coming into a playoff game, right? A, a playoff game that they, the Ravens, you know, need to win. Um, obviously, he only went 6 for, six for 13. Um, 60 yards, ran three, he had three attempts for 32 yards. Um, to be honest, some of the throws that he had, he looked like they were pretty good on target, especially to the outside on some, uh, you know, long out routes. But, um, no, nah, I mean, granted to the Bills, they played really well. Um, Josh Allen, 23 of 37. I mean, actually, I mean, he did have a 200 yards in the touchdown, but there were some really off throws by um, Josh Allen. I think you can definitely agree with me. Overthrowing a lot of his guys, um, John Brown, Stephon Diggs. Obviously, Stephon Diggs still had a day, but um, 
there were a lot of throws that were off target this game. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, he wasn't his sharpest, I don't think. He missed it, as you said, he missed a touchdown pass to Diggs on the sideline, like I think in the first or second quarter, where Diggs was wide open like 20 yards, but he threw a little bit too far. Um, he didn't play great, but he didn't play bad, um, or badly, I should say. He, he, he played, I think he played a winning game of football, but there were some plays where he made some mistakes. Um, the Bills did, in the first 20 plays of the game, uh, it said that they threw the ball 19 times to one rush. That's a 95% uh, pass-to-run ratio. Um, but, yeah, he had he missed some throws. I think he probably was a little bit nervous to start the game, which is you know which is understandable. It's his, probably the biggest game of his career um, until this next weekend um, against the team we'll talk about later. But Josh Allen, he's a great quarterback. Um, even, as, even though this game wasn't his best, like his high watermark in the season, um, I'm still confident in him and his abilities. Um, he just has to make those throws that are wide open, and I think with more time and more, you know, more experience he gets in the playoffs, um, he'll be able to, you know, calm himself down and make those throws when he needs to. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, it's one of his biggest. I mean, all these games are huge for him. First time being in the playoffs and everything like that. Um, definitely have to be, you know, a little mental thing there that you know, can he really do it? I mean, but he's can't. He's won two straight games in the playoffs. Um, Definitely, like I said, like you said, definitely not the sharpest that he's been all season long. Um, I definitely agree with uh, the stat that you said, but like I think it was like nine, nineteen times with only one rush in the playoffs. They need to be able to throw, they they need to be able to run the ball. Um, that's one of the biggest things you need to take clock. You need to take time off the clock, especially when you have a lead, and you need to throw out play action, which I think you know the Bills haven't been doing really well. Obviously, they have Stephon Diggs, they have John Brown, people can stretch the field and throw the ball. And they have, obviously, Josh Allen with a huge on to throw down the field. But if they can't run the ball in a situation where they need to, it's going to be very, very tough um, to win the next couple of games if they do indeed make it um, to the Super Bowl. Uh, and the team that they're going to be playing against, too, it's going to be a really tough game for them. Um, but, yeah, Bills winning against the Ravens. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Jake, do you have anything else to say about this game? Um, all I have to say is get Lamar Jackson a number one receiver. Um, hell, give him a number two receiver as well and give him a new offensive coordinator because, as you've seen at San Francisco, uh, Greg Roman is not it. And I always laugh every time he gets a head coaching or he gets mentioned as a head coaching candidate because he's not a good offensive coordinator. But yeah, that's all I have to add for that game. Yeah, well, let's move on to the Sunday games, uh, starting with one of the um, pretty good games of the weekend. Uh, on Sunday, uh, the Chiefs uh, versus the Browns. Um, the Brown, uh, the Chiefs winning twenty-two to seventeen. Um, the first note I have here is it's it's Chad Henning season. Uh, for those who don't know, obviously Patrick Mahomes did leave with a, uh, and went into concussion protocol. Um, on a hit he took from, I think it was Mac Wilson, the middle linebacker. Um, wasn't an illegal hit or anything like that. I mean, I just it just felt like uh, Lamar Jackson's head hit the football on the ground pretty hard. I guess that's what happened. Um, but as of right now, I think there's, he's still in concussion protocol. Um, he's got to go through all these uh, things to be able to even play uh, come Sunday. But um, I think Chad Henney um, coming in and doing what needed to be done, I think he played pretty well aside from uh, the injury. Um, six for eight, 66 yards. I mean, he did throw an interception, a really, really bad one. But... um. 
he did have a solid run that was very much needed to steal the game. Uh, so, yeah, Chad Henning season. Jake, why don't you talk about one of the uh, dumbest rules in NFL history that happened in this game? Yes, one of the dumbest rules that I've hated for years and years is that I believe it was the end of the first half. Uh, Browns are down 16 to 3, maybe 17 to 3. Um, no, it was 16 to 3. Browns are drying. Baker Mayfield had a good end of the dri- end of the half drive where he throws the ball to um, Rashard Higgins. Higgins looks like he's going to score the touchdown, uh, make it 16 to 10. But the last second, um, after, I don't know his first name, but I know his last name, Sorensen. Um, I think maybe Anthony Sorensen. Um, Made a tackle on Higgins, where where Higgins, you know, put the ball out to try to get over the line of to get over the uh, goal line to score a touchdown there, uh, but Sorensen comes out of basically pause middle of the field to the right corner of their own end zone, uh, basically the other end zone, jars the ball loose, the ball goes through the end zone, out of bounds for a touchback, which to me is the dumbest rule, because losing the ball out of bounds should not Losing the ball shouldn't eat, losing the ball in the end zone shouldn't be a touchback. Uh, that's a rule that needs to be fixed, which I think it will, probably will be fixed by this next you know rule thing they do every year. Um, but now I'm not saying give the ball like put the ball at the one yard line. There should be some sort of penalization against the team that does that. But giving the ball and losing the ball on a touchback, I think is a little bit too much. But I think Shabins would be you know ten yards from the spot, of the, like fifteen yards from the spot of the foul. Uh, maybe lose a down so it becomes second down, or let's say where the ball is like pl- the, the, the Jesus Christ, the line of scrimmage is at the thirty, then you fumble the ball out of bounds. It should be at the thirty, push back ten yards, and a loss of down. So you're somewhat penalized, but you're not losing the ball for like out of the end zone because that's that doesn't happen in any other part of the field where you lose the ball. You get the ball, the ball goes out of bounds. So I think that should be fixed. That's the dumbest rule in NFL history, probably the dumbest rule in sports history. To be honest, so that needs to be fixed, as I've been as I've been saying. Um, but yeah, to end it, penalize them somewhat, but not get rid of the ball, basically. Yeah, I think what I saw is that you know we've seen a lot of get rid of this rule, dumbest rule, really stupid. Um, I think, and then Teddy Bruschi said instead of that, a touchback, and then the ball going to the other team. What can that can be done? Is that maybe it can be a touchback? Right, not necessarily a touchback, but the team who fumbled the ball has to go all the way back to their own twenty and start to drive right over again. Um, obviously, uh, we're not the guys. We're not the guys who make the rules here uh, for the NFL. But um, yeah, I think it definitely needs to change. I think it's a really dumb rule. Um, but yeah, I mean that really somewhat could have that touchdown could have you know made it a more uh, a, a better game for the Browns for sure. Um, obviously, their, their defense did, they played really well. Uh, Miles Garrett um, got a sack on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look at the game twenty-two to seventeen with one of the best offenses in the league. Um, and this Browns team is pretty good. Uh, I'll give it to them. Um, Eighteen years with the playoffs, winning last week and almost winning this game um, shows how well this defense, how, how well the Browns, how. how Far the Browns have come, obviously uh, coming from Baker Mayfield. I mean, twenty-three of thirty-seven, only two hundred yards and one TD. He did throw an interception, um, a really, really bad one too, to be honest. But um, I think Baker's for sure growing uh, as a quarterback. I think um, 
He's definitely what he's he's definitely better than what he has been. Obviously, he was really good his rookie year. Last year, he took a massive dip in production, but this year, I think he's been playing really well. Obviously, you have two really good running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, so definitely, a really bright future there uh, in Cleveland for them. Uh, new era. I put a new, I put a note here. New era Browns football. I, you can definitely agree it's a new era of Browns football. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Um, you got to give it to him. I mean, really good coach. Obviously missing last week, but I mean, they got that dub. And then this week, him coming back and, you know, coaching up a really good game against the Chiefs. You know, that's all you can really ask for. Um, do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be ready for Sunday? Yeah, I think he's going to. I think he's going to play this Sunday. There's no shot he doesn't play. I don't think um, because they did say even though he was even though he got knocked out basically. That the reason why he got knocked out was because he was hit in a specific area, um, which like just caused you to just fall, just basically fall asleep. Um, but there's not like any long term consequences to that. But the only issue that came out today was that he also had a foot thing as well, uh, which remember he I think he got stepped on. I I think if he didn't get stepped on, I think when he was uh, he didn't get taken down for a sack, but his body got turned and his foot like. His toe got stuck on the ground and his whole body moved. So, uh, did they say it was turf toe? I think I think at the time we were all thinking it was going to be turf toe. Is that right? Yeah, that's what we all thought. But we're, yeah. I haven't heard anything about what it is. Yeah. So yeah, another thing to take into account is that um, Mahomes is kind of banged up. Um, like you said, I, I think I agree with you. I think he does play this coming Sunday. Um, but if not, uh, obviously Andy Reid's going to. Think of some creative, creative stuff for the Chiefs to um, win this next game against the Bills. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, Chad Henney, even though he hasn't played in a while, he didn't look bad. He did have that one interception where he thought he was a little bit, where he that, thought he was Patrick that Mahomes. Was, he punted the ball. Yeah, which wasn't the greatest throw, but he had a big play on third and fourteen to get him close to the first down. Then on fourth yeah. and one from midfield, they go for it, passes to Tyreek Hill. He catches it, gets about five on the play. It gets uh, not out of bounds, but stops inbounds. Gets tackled, and that's basically the game there. Uh, the Chiefs yeah. are in their third straight AFC Championship game. Uh, they've host. They also have hosted three straight AFC Championship games, and they are the new dynasty, a new a new possible dynasty in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, they're just a really good team. Um, always fun to watch. You know, they can put up the points when they need to. But yeah, but let's move on to the last game. Of the week, in which there was another uh, in, a, in a huge divisional game, in which uh, the Saints and the Bucks are playing for the third time this season. Um, it is it is uh, Drew Brees' last game uh, of his career. Uh, the Bucks did win thirty to twenty. Um, very very chippy game from the start. Um, the one thing I had here, Winfield Jr. with a huge force fumble, uh, a lot of turnovers on the Saints side. I think Drew Brees threw three interceptions. All of them were not good at all. Um, you kind of hate to see it for the guy, but I mean, I think this is what I saw today. Another thing is that uh, when a quarterback's almost done, I think the, the best comparison that they had for what happened to Drew Brees was what happened to Peyton Manning in Denver. Obviously, they had that um, that great year prior where Manning was, you know, absolutely just throwing the fuck out of the ball, and then the year after. Um, did not look the same. He was actually benched for the last six weeks. Obviously, Drew Brees was not benched this year, but he did have a lot of injuries. Uh, and when their decline just went steep. 
Um, and, you know, it sucks for, great, uh, sucks for Drew Brees, but I mean, great career. Um, but what a shit four straight years for the Saints in the playoffs. Um, pretty much going out in the first round every single fucking time the last four years. Um, what are your thoughts on the Saints, Jake? Yeah, going back to your point about Brees and Manning. In Manning's last year, uh, Manning went nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions for a uh, 67.9 passer rating on 59.8% completion, which was the lowest, I believe, in his career. No, second lowest in his career. Um, well, Drew Brees this year went 24 touchdowns, six interceptions, <laughs> and 70.5% completion percentage. So, um, but yeah, anyways, Drew Brees' career is coming to an end. Um, I don't really care too much about the guy, to be honest, professionally-wise. Um, I, you know, it's, it is what it is. He's been a great quarterback, but I'm not shedding any, I'm not shedding any tears over him leaving the NFL, but he had a great career. He's a future hall of famer, first ballot. Um, one of the best short quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, and yeah, the saints, as I said, I just don't trust the saints, um, in the playoffs, at least the last four years have not ended well for them. You know, they lost the, I think the Minnesota, the Minnesota miracle was the, Minnesota Miracle they lost, which was the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, then the Rams game they lost, which was the year the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Uh, then last year where the Vikings beat them in overtime by Kirk Cousins, which uh, the Chiefs Jesus. went on to win the Super Bowl. Then this year as well, the Bucks beat the Saints. Breeze, just, Breeze looked his age. Um, three interceptions, one touchdown. One one of those picks was on a deflection, uh, but that, that, that happens to him a lot because, you know, he's shorter, doesn't see – He's just shorter, so it's easier for the defensive lineman to you know, knock the ball down there. Uh, but great career for him and the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks and the the Bucks and the Packers have been the two best teams in the NFC, I think, uh, for most part of the year. There was a time where the Saints were better than the Bucks, but now the Bucks have shown that they have a good offense, they have an incredible defense, uh, but they have Tom Brady, who's the best quarterback of all time, best playoff quarterback ever. Um, some make a case for Joe Montana, but I didn't see Joe Montana play, so I can't make that case. I'm going to Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, but the Bucks are a team to be reckoned with, and the Bucks did play the Packers earlier in the season. Uh, the Bucks did demolish them, I think like 38 to three or something like that. But this is the playoffs, and that game doesn't really matter. Uh, but as we saw last year with the Niners and Packers, that is that if you're able to run the ball and beat up on the, if you're able to run the ball and beat up on the Packers. Uh, offensive line when your defensive line your defense is really good then you have a shot to win the game i kind of think this is going to be like a maybe not as bad as a niners game was against them last year um in the playoffs but i think the bucks might be the better team um but we shall see they're getting vita vea back uh off injury reserve uh, for this game uh against them but yeah this game was a great game um i'm excited for the game though and yeah and Slant yeah, Boy getting, had no catches. Yeah, yeah Slant Boy had no catches. We are getting a little ahead of ourselves, but we'll have that um, that uh, cha- uh, NFC AFC Championship game uh, preview uh, coming on. Sneak. That uh, was a sneak peek of my analysis for the game. Coming on Thursday, but yeah, um, yeah, Drake took the Bucks. I took the Saints. Yeah, um, obviously Drew Brees had a a lot better year than Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, but. That twenty four to six, I mean, a, a lot of short throws. Obviously, you could see in the games where he just really couldn't throw downfield. Obviously, relying a lot on Alan Kamara 
I mean, in this um, game, they had James so, Winston in there to throw a deep bomb. Yeah. So, James Winston come back next year. Taysom Hill was actually not. Taysom Hill actually didn't play this game as, as well. Waste they were money. also without Latavius Murray. Um, obviously, not a lot. Can't make excuses in the playoffs. I mean, you got your guys who've been riding this whole entire year, um, yeah. but you couldn't get it done uh, against the Bucks at home. Also, yeah. before we move on, though, did you see the at the end of the game what Drew Brees said that James Winston on the sideline? I did not see. I did not see what was there to be said. Cameras caught uh, Drew Brees at the end of the game telling James Winston, "This is your team now." So, does that mean James Winston is coming back to be a starter? Does that just mean Drew Brees is trying to be nice to him, or does the Saints really think that James Winston is the future for him? Um, so, I thought that was very interesting. Um, I, I I feel like. Um... The Saints should bring him back. Obviously, they're yeah. they're uh, 90, 90 plus over the cap. Yeah, but they do. Um, but Drew Brees retiring does alleviate a lot of that. But they're still going to be fifty million over the cap. Yeah. So, which is good. Obviously, Drew Brees, you know, helping the Saints out one more time with that. Um, Taysom Hill is really, really stupid. They should have never done that. Well, Taysom Hill is not stupid. The contract room is stupid. No, the contract is really stupid. Yes, the Saints being really stupid, like I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, I, I think they should. Um, obviously, the, the guy the guy threw for five thousand yards two years ago. Obviously, he did th- he did throw thirty interceptions. But five thousand um, yards is still five thousand yards. But five thousand yards is five thousand yards with with in that in that with another thirty touchdowns. Yeah, thirty for thirty, baby. Um, but. No, I think that's. I, I think Drew saying that to him. I think like that that, that puts a lot of confidence into uh, Jameis Winston, which I think he needs. And obviously, he's a pretty confident guy as all, already. Uh, being able to just go into the game for one play, throw an, throw a touchdown, and be like, "Hey, I can, I, I can do this." I can, I mean, he was a first. I mean, the guy, the guy was a, a number one overall pick. I mean, come on, yeah. definitely, definitely more talented throwing the ball. He can. Um, Obviously, the Saints uh, have some things to do this offseason to figure that out. Um, but I think, they should, I think they should do it. I think they should for sure bring him back. Yeah, and also they're going to be picking way down in the first round. So it might be a little bit too much for them to be able to move up in like the top 10 to get a top flight uh, prospect quarterback-wise. But maybe if Mac Jones is there, they take him. I think that might be their pick um, if he's available at their slot. Um, but yeah, if they don't take a quarterback... This year, they're going to draft one in the coming years, as obviously. But if they get James Winston on a, you know, a short-term, uh, cheap kind of deal, that can help alleviate their cap concerns and you know spread money around the roster to help booster it. Because when you have a quarterback that's making a lot of money, it's tough to spend on the margins. But when you have a rookie, we have a rookie contract quarterback or a, you know, a veteran quarterback on a short-term deal, um, that can help you win. That can help you, you know, Make your team even better. But yeah, so the picks for the pro season. Um, I'm nine and one. Um, I would be ten and zero, but the Titans lost. Damn them. Um, so that sucks for me. But James is six and four, um, and that's their postseason records. Yeah, I mean, hard to pick in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, congratulations. I mean, it's not done. Obviously, we have three more games to pick from. Uh, does Jake go 0-3 in those games? And then, you know, we could possibly tie it up. We'll see. Probably not. Um, but, yeah, why don't we talk about some coaching hires that have been going on in the NFL uh, 
you know, here and there. Uh, Jake, why don't you start with the Texans job that's going on right now? Yep, Texans don't have a coach yet. Um, I'm not sure who they're looking at. Might be Brian Dable, the go the Patriots connection, but we're not sure there. Um, so we're not sure about the Texans. But the Chargers did hire a coach, Brandon Staley, defensive corner of the St. Louis Ram- of the Los Angeles Rams, who's now the, the head coach. That's of the Chargers. that's a dollar. That's a dollar. Yeah. So yeah, that is a dollar because they don't play in St. Louis during Los Angeles. But the Chargers do get their man as a head coach. Kind of an interesting hire. I didn't think this would happen. I thought it would be Dable. Uh, but the Chargers go of the defensive coordinator, who did play quarterback in college, so he kind of knows what he's doing. But this team should be very – I think this was the best available job, uh, the Chargers job was. They have a great quarterback who's making you know lo- low money because he's a rookie on a rookie deal. Um, they went 7-9 and nine last year. They could have easily went 11-5. and five. Uh, They have the talent. They have the players around them. Just need you know better in-game management and a kicker. And their kicker needs to be a little bit better as well because they did, and their special teams was awful last year. They fixed that. They think they fixed the head coach, which I'll see you there. But Staley did a great job as a defensive coordinator with the Rams, number one defense in the NFL, I believe, uh, yards per game, that is. And yeah, he's now going to be taking advantage of that. Of it. He's going to be taking advantage of his star being at, the, uh, being at the top right now. So he's the head coach there. Uh, Lions kind of make a underwhelming hire in Dan Cam- Dan Campbell, who was a tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints, was an interim coach for the Dolphins a few years ago. Um, but I still think it was a kind of a bad hire. Uh, then the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have hired a GM. We kind of talked about this last episode, but it is Trent Baalke. They made it official, which is funny because Trent Baalke ruined the 49ers. So that's that for the Jags there. Um, then the Eagles, they're looking for a coach. Do not have one yet. Uh, it's Rumored to be that the favorite for the job is Josh McDaniels, which Dear I don't God. like. I think that would be Dan Campbell was probably the quote unquote worst hire. This would be second, I believe. I just wouldn't like the Josh McDaniels has been proven to be an egomaniac. Then it ended horribly in Denver. You know, he basically had the job of the Colts, then basically said no after he accepted it, uh, which then led for the Colts for the Colts to go for Frank Reich, which worked out for them. Uh, but Josh McDaniels. They have not made it official. Uh, they're not even I don't think done with final interviews yet. Eric Bieniemy might be interviewing there, and we shall see who gets that job. But Josh McDaniels would not be my number one choice. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, with the coaching with the coaching carousel happening, obviously, I think um, out of out of all of them, I mean, we believe this. We talked about it last week. Robert Sala was the best hire out of all for the Jets. Um, the Chargers. I mean, Brandon Stanley. I mean, you're going with a defensive minded head coach. Um, what what I would have possibly wanted to happen is that Robert Sala would actually go to the Chargers because he would be bringing um, Michael Floor as offensive coordinator, which I think would help tremendously with um, that was his fucking name. With Justin Herbert, LOL. Yeah. Um, with his production and what's whatever, but um, and Brennan Stanley. Uh, obviously, he can bring someone who 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 from the Rams who has learned um, from Sean McVay. Obviously, being one another uh, great mind offensively in the NFL, who um, obviously work wonders with what Justin Herbert can do. Um, yeah, like I, I definitely agree. The, the special teams has been shit for the Chargers. Um, their in-game managing management has been really bad. Adrian Lynn still couldn't figure it out. Um, special teams not good at all. Um, obviously, you got. Big pieces in your defense that can help you out. Joey Bosa, uh, 
Mark Ingram. I mean, Durbin James was hurt this year. Hopefully coming back healthy next year. Um, he's an absolute stud. Um, Nazi, I forget the other state's name, but he was a rookie. Uh, Nazir Adderley? Yeah, Adderley. Um, and obviously on the offensive side, you still have, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike, Mike Williams. I think he was a free agent this year. Um, Niners, question mark. And then, you know, you had Hunter Henry as well. Um, for a majority of the year, you also had Austin Eckler hurt. So, I mean, like you said, they went 7-9. and nine. I think they could have easily went 11-5 and five, uh, if they had some competent coaching, but they didn't. Um, but, yeah, I think Brandon Staley, I mean, you go with a good defensive high-line coach, I mean, you know, you can go both ways. Uh, the defense can really help, can alleviate the pressure off a, off, a, off a quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. Dan Campbell, um, yeah, don't still don't really know much. So, I mean, I'm not going to speak on him. Speak on him bad. Um, but he was an he was an assistant. Uh, what again, Jake? He was assistant tight ends coach. Oh, no, he wasn't assistant. He was a tight ends coach, but uh-huh. he was an assistant coach. But he wasn't an assistant. If you know what I mean. Right. So yeah, tight ends coach. I mean, obviously, you know, coaches. There are many, many different types of coaches in the NFL, uh, and you, you know, we've seen people, you know, do 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 multiple different position coaching, you know, get a head coaching job, obviously being even a special teams assistant to a special teams, uh, mainly special teams coordinator to becoming a head coach, John Harbaugh, Joe Judge. I mean, we've seen that kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm not going to say Dan Campbell uh, isn't capable, but I mean, on paper, you see, you see who who else is, who else is um, available and you're like, uh, kind of questionable, right? But I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, the Lions job is probably one of the, Aside from the Texans, one of the least desirable uh, coaching places to go coach. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then with the Jags, I mean, Trent Baalke, um, obviously the interim uh, GM to now GM. I mean, we'll see how he does. Uh, but, like, you know, he's known for. Uh, Lacking to draft people with uh, knee issues, um, so we'll see how that goes in Jacksonville. And as for the Eagles, um, do you think Carson Wentz will stay? Yeah, he's staying. There's no doubt he's staying. His cap hits too much, um, and I think one of these, one of the the coach they hire is going to be the guy that they think is going to fix Carson Wentz because he's being paid a lot of money. This was his really his first really terrible year. Um, you can say he didn't play well in 2019, but I thought he played well considering the circumstances of how they had basically no one on receiving-wise and no one healthy. But I think the selling point of this job is to fix Carson Wentz. And if you can, if you, if you can fix Carson Wentz, you're looked at as a genius. So it's kind of a win-win situation. A win-win, I believe. Yeah, I think, I mean, Carson Wentz is capable. I mean, obviously, we've seen him play really, really well uh, on a MVP, MVP caliber type season until he got hurt. Um, so is it going to be Brian Dayball? Um, I've, I think I've seen he's going to stay. Um, is it Eric Bellamy? I mean, the Texans, you know, have their toes in that. Um, don't really know, um, who will be willing to go to the Eagles. Obviously it's a franchise that needs some help, uh, receiver wise on picks. They have not hit on in the past two years, starting with J.J. Sega Whiteside, Jalen Rieger this year. I mean, guys who can still, you know, produce. Obviously, it's still, you know, still young and whatnot. But um, 
They had countless times on where they could have picked one of the better receivers in the draft, and they didn't. So they definitely need a lot of help. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about this episode. Jake, you have anything else to say? Nope, that'll be it. All right, well, perfect. Yeah, thanks for listening to the BA Podcast. Chico James with Jake. Uh, episode 120, the divisional round review. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the BA at BA underscore podcast one. Follow us on Instagram at the BA podcast. Like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to us on the podcast app. Follow us on Spotify. Also, follow us on SoundCloud app. Yep, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Go 50 times again. The system, what you've learned from the industry for the past 35 months. It's going to have top 100 podcasts worldwide. We will take a top 100 podcast, sports and recreation. But as you know, we shoot for the stars here at the BA podcast. So give us a top 100 podcast worldwide. If you do that, we'll give you a high five. That's after today's episode. James? I saw you in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. Verdonsk. Verdonsk. Bye. Bye.